Is anyone out there? Well, if you are, it's time to make a purchase because the holidays are upon us and everyone knows that our collections make the best unique gift at great pricing. For you horror fans, check out the all-new Horror 500 Gigabyte Collection and also the new 2 terabyte Sci-Fi and Horror Collection. You ask, where do I go to get these fantastic collections? <laughs> well, you go to oldtimeradiodvd.com, of course. And while you're there, sign up for Nostalgia USA Digital Magazine. With over 15 hours of audio and video on every issue, all free, where you ask? Well, oldtimeradiodvd.com, of course. Visit today. Order today. oldtimeradiodvd.com. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Let's now join our featured presentation. Holmes will never do it. No, I'm afraid not. Oh. Fool that I was not to allow for the oh. early trade. Well, it'll probably be all right. Nothing's happened to her. The trap hasn't been stopped with me. That's quite true, but... Watson! Huh? Look, the trap's empty. What? It's driverless. She's been abducted. Murdered. Heaven knows what. When his advice led others into danger, my friend Sherlock Holmes was always the first to suffer. For regardless of the true cause, he always blamed himself. Uh, my name is Watson, Dr. Watson, and, and it was my privilege to share the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. I will tell you what happened in the case of the solitary cyclist. The details are in my notebooks, if I may refer to them a moment. On referring to my notebook for the year 1895, I find that it was on Saturday, April the 23rd, that Sherlock Holmes and I first heard of Miss Violet Smith, the solitary cyclist of Charlington, the young and beautiful woman who presented herself at 221 B Baker Street late that evening and implored his assistance and advice. At least it can't be your health that is troubling you, Miss Smith. So ardent a bicyclist must be full of energy. Bicyclist? No. Well, how do you know that, Mr. Holmes? A slight roughening of the soles of your shoes at the sides, the friction of the edge of the pedal. Oh, well, yes, I, I do bicycle a good bit. Oh, oh, Mr. Holmes. You will excuse me, I'm sure, Miss Smith. I took your hand out of curiosity. Curiosity? It's my business. I nearly fell into the error of supposing that you were typewriting, but it's obvious, of course, that it's music. You see, Watson? Yeah, what, Holmes? Observe the spatula finger end. It's common to both professions. Yes, yes. But there's a, a spirituality about the face which the typewriter does not generate. Now, this lady is a musician. <laughs> yes, Mr. Holmes, I, I teach music. In the country, I presume, from your complexion. <laughs> yes, sir. Near Farnham, on the borders of Surrey. What has happened to you near Farnham, on the borders of Surrey? My father is dead, Mr. Holmes. My mother and I were left without a relation in the world except for Uncle Ralph. Ralph Smith. He went to South Africa 25 years ago and we've never had a word from him since. When father died, we were left very poor. But one day, about four months ago, we were told that there was an advertisement in the Times inquiring for our whereabouts. Well, you can imagine how excited we were as we hurried off to the lawyer whose name was given in the paper. In his office... 
He introduced us to two other gentlemen, a Mr. Carruthers and a Mr. Woodley, and then withdrew, leaving us alone with them. Well, Ma and I'll explain right away that Mr. Woodley here and I are home on a visit from South Africa. Oh, uh, yes, Mr. Carruthers? Yes, so uh, we were old friends there of a relative of yours, Mr. Ralph Smith. Oh, indeed. I uh, regret to say that Mr. Smith died uh, some little while ago, Ma. I, I see. Uh, we had heard nothing, of course. He died in poverty, Ma. Oh. Woodley and I visited Ralph Smith at his deathbed. He asked us, almost with his last breath, to look up his relations here in the old country and see that they were in no want. You'll excuse the question, Ma, but uh, how exactly are you placed? I don't know why you're asking, gentlemen, but if you want the truth, we've barely two pennies to rub together. I have a, a proposition to put to you. A proposition? For us? Uh, Mrs. Smith, I have a daughter aged ten down near Farnham in Surrey. I am a widower, and the child needs a woman's care and attention. I don't know whether Miss Smith has ever considered the position of governess, but... I am uh... a music teacher, sir. I am trained. Yes, and out of a position, what's more. A music teacher, that, but that couldn't be better. Oh? My little darling shows every musical promise, they tell me. I never dreamed that... Miss Smith, do come down to Surrey and teach my pet. You said uh, you were a widower, Mr. Carruthers? Alas, yes. But my household is managed by my housekeeper, Mrs. Dixon. Oh, I see. A lady of the highest respectability. Violet. I, I shouldn't like to leave my mother alone in London. Oh, don't worry about me, Violet. There'd be no question of it, ma'am. Miss Smith could come home to you every weekend and with a good wage in her pocket. Oh. Say, uh, a hundred pounds a year? A hundred? I, oh, I, please, dear, say you'll go. Oh, Violet. Oh, oh, very well, then. It shall be as you wish, Mr. Carruthers. And so you went down to Farnham, Miss Smith. What then? Oh, it was much better than I'd imagined, Mr. Holmes. The first flaw in my happiness came when... Mr. Woodley arrived to visit for a week. What happened? Oh, he... He made odious love to me. The devil he did. He boasted of his wealth and said that if I married him, I should have the finest diamonds in London. Well, it made no difference when I told him about Cyril. Cyril? Well, Cyril Morton. He's an electrical engineer in Coventry. Oh, we hoped to be married at the end of the summer. Oh, but, oh, this didn't stop Mr. Woodley. He... He seized me in his arms and, and swore that he wouldn't let me go and, and, until I'd kissed him. Bounder! Well, luckily, Mr. Carruthers came in and mm. tore Woodley from me. Mr. Carruthers apologised to me the next day, and I, well, I've, I've never seen Mr. Woodley since. Very distressing for you, Miss Smith, but such incidents are not unknown. What special thing has caused you to seek my advice? It is this. Every Saturday morning, I ride my bicycle to Farnham Station to get the 12.22 to town. Yes? Well, the road from Chilton Grange is, is lonely. And it, it's quite rare to meet so much of the cart along one stretch of it, where Charlington Heath lies on one side and, and the woods around Charlington Hall on the other. I see. Well, uh, two weeks ago, I was passing this place when I chanced to look back over my shoulder. And about 200 yards behind me, I saw a man, also on a bicycle... And I looked back before I reached Farnham, but the man was gone. So I thought no more about it. 
But imagine my surprise, Mr. Holmes, when on my return on Monday, I saw the same man on the same stretch of road. Well, even more astonishing, the incident occurred again exactly as before on the following Saturday and Monday. Oh, can you describe this man? Well, as far as I could see, he was, he was middle-aged and... And he had a short, dark beard. Yes. But he always kept his distance from me. Did you mention him to Mr. Carruthers? Yes. Well, he seemed very interested and told me he had ordered a horse and trap so that in future I shouldn't have to pass over that lonely road without a companion. Well, very considerate of him. What next? Well, the horse and trap were to have come this week, but for some reason they were not delivered. And again, I had to cycle to the station. Well, that was this morning. Yes. Well, sure enough, there was the man following me. Well, however, today I wasn't alarmed, but filled with curiosity, and I was determined to find out who he was and what he wanted. What on earth did you do? I laid a trap for him. The road turned sharply, just past the entrance to Charlington Hall. I pedaled very quickly around it, and then I stopped and waited. I expected him to shoot round and pass me before he could stop, but, but he never appeared. Ah. I went back and looked round the corner... I could see a mile of road, but he wasn't on it. And there was no side road that he could have gone down. Miss Smith. Yes? Have you any admirers other than Mr. Cyril Morton, I mean? Well, it may be my fancy, but it seems sometimes that my employer, Mr. Carruthers, is, is quite interested in me. We're thrown rather together. I play his accompaniments in the evening. Oh, he's never said anything. He's a perfect gentleman, but... Well, a girl always knows. I see. Well, Miss Smith, I'm very busy just now, but I'll find time to make some inquiries into your case. Oh, thank you, Mr. Holmes. And meanwhile, take no step without letting me know. Oh, I promise you, Mr. Holmes. Good morning, gentlemen. Allow me, well. Good morning, Miss Thank you. Good day, Miss Smith. Good day. Good day. Charming little thing, Holmes. Absolutely charming. It's part of the settled order of nature that such a girl should have followers. Yes. But not the choice on bicycles in lonely country roads. And why should he appear only at that one point? Exactly. Our first effort must be to find who are the tenants of Charlington Hall. Right. Then again, how about the connection between Carruthers and Woodley? They seem to be totally different types, yet they were both keen on looking up Ralph Smith's relations. And what sort of a menage is it which pays double the market price for a governess but doesn't keep a horse and trap of its own, although six miles from the station? Odd, Watson. Very odd. Are you going down, though? No, my dear fellow, you will go down. Why? On Monday, you will arrive early at Farnham. You will conceal yourself near Charlington Hall. Yes. You will observe these facts for yourself, inquire as to the occupants of the hall, and then come back to me and report. Oh, well, very well, Holmes. Very well. following behind her, just as she told us, Holmes. Here she tried slowing down and stopping, but he did the same. But then she suddenly whisked her wheel round and dashed straight at him. Really? With what result? But he simply turned his machine and darted off in desperate flight. I see. When she turned again to carry on the way she'd been going, he turned too, and they both passed me in their respective stations. However, I stayed where I was, uh, behind a gorse bush on the heath, and it was just as well that I did. After a while, the man reappeared round the corner, cycling slowly. He turned in at the hall gate, as you thought. Ah, and then? I lost sight of him. Oh, you did. However, it seemed to me that I'd done a fairly good morning's work, so I walked back into Farnham and called at the house agents. By making out that I wanted to know if Charlington Hall was on the market for a summer let, I found out that it had been let about a month ago to an elderly gentleman named Williamson. 
They wouldn't say any more. There are homes. How's that? Oh, you really have done remarkably badly. Oh, Holmes, I protest. And I... then you go to a house agent to find out who he is. Where should I have gone? To the nearest public house. That's the center of country gossip. They'd have told you every name from the master to the scullery maid. Well, I got his name, Williamson. Come in. The post, sir. Oh, just put it down over there, Mrs. Hudson. Oh, no, wait. Sir? There might possibly be... Yes, there is. Thank you, Mrs. Hudson. Thank you, sir. Ah, yes. Yes. What is it, Holmes? I rather thought I might receive some account of this latest episode from Miss Smith herself. And is it? Yes. Uh, I am sure that you will respect my confidence, Mr. Holmes, when I tell you that my place here has become difficult owing to the fact that my employer has proposed marriage to me. I am convinced that his feelings are most deep and most honorable. At the same time, my promise is, of course, given. He took my refusal very seriously, but also very gently. You can understand, however, that the situation is a little strained. Mm. <laughs> Our young friend seems to be getting into deep waters. Yeah. Watson, I should be none the worse for a quiet, peaceful day in the country. I'm inclined to run down this afternoon and test one or two theories I formed. Well, then the best of good luck to you, Holmes. That's all I can say. <laughs> good afternoon, landlord. Good afternoon, sir. What'll be your pleasure? Well, let me see now. Um, beer, I think. Yes. Beer will do nicely. You won't find a better drop anywhere in England, sir. Ah, I'm sure I shall. How's that, sir? Ah, capital. Uh, will you join me? Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. Your best health, sir. And yours, landlord. Oh, by the by, I came down on the off chance of seeing an old friend who told me he was taking Charlington Hall the summer. Oh, uh, Mr. Williamson, would that be? Yes. He's in residence, then. He's there, all right, sir. I should know. Ah. He, uh, finds his way in here quite often, then. Uh, you know, Mr. Williamson, sir, what with all those weekend visitors of his, a warm lot, that, sir. <laughs> I can see he hasn't changed. Here, uh, here. You've known him long, sir. Oh, uh, quite some time. Uh, is it true, then? Is what true? That he used to be a clergyman. You know, unfrocked like. Well, uh, to tell the truth, landlord, I have heard some such tale myself. I'm afraid our acquaintance doesn't go far enough back for me to verify. Oh, pity. Uh, you'll agree there's, there's something about his manner. Oh, quite, quite. <laughs> Don't mind some of his behavior when he gets in here. Well, unecclesiastical, you say? <laughs> <laughs> You've hit it, sir. <laughs> Especially when he's on the whiskey with Mr. Woodley. Mr. Woodley? Uh, one of his weekend guests. Oh, always down at the hall, Mr. Woodley. Hmm, I fancy I may have heard of him. Uh, perhaps you can refresh my memory of Mr. Woodley, landlord. Refresh what memory? Never met you in my life, sir. Uh, Mr. Woodley, sir, I... Who are you? What do you want asking this old busybody questions about me? I beg your pardon, sir. I'm clearly mistaken. That's right, Mr. Woodley. This gent's a friend of Mr. Williamson. Ah, I told you that, did he? Now, look here. Sir. Don't you look here, me. 
No sniveling yard of pumpwater talks that way to roaring Jack Woodley. Pull him up. Now, now, Mr. Woodley. There's one to start. Oh, Mr. Woodley. Uh, come on. Well, if you insist. <laughs> <laughs> Holmes, your face, your, your lip, my dear fellow. Sit down quickly and tell me what's happened. A vicious backhander from the odious Mr. Woodley started it. Woodley? Uh, Watson, uh. I have to confess that however enjoyable my country trip, it was scarcely more profitable than your home. Never mind that. <laughs> oh, there's another letter from Miss Smith. It came a oh. while ago. Then be good enough to post me up immediately. Yes, uh, well, she says... Um, you will not be surprised to hear that on Saturday I shall come up to town and will not return to Farnham. Ah. Mr. Carruthers has got a trap, and so the dangers of the lonely road, if there ever were any dangers, are now over. As to the special cause of my leaving, it is not merely my strange situation with Mr. Carruthers, but the, the reappearance of that vile Woodley who must be staying in the neighborhood. He had a long talk with Mr. Carruthers, who seemed much excited afterwards. I loathe and fear Woodley more than I can say. How can Mr. Carruthers endure such a creature for a moment? However, all my troubles will be over on Saturday. Hmm. I think we must spare time to run down together on Saturday morning and make sure that this curious investigation has no untoward ending. Ah, what? The music of the birds... And a fresh breath of the spring. Uh, what better way to occupy ourselves? Yes, it's all very well for you, Holmes. Uh, you know where you get all your energy from. Uh, anyway, we've come far enough, surely. Look, there's the hall in those trees. We can see the whole stretch of road from here. No, we must be closer to the hall so as to see this man clearly before he turns off into the grounds. I... Watson. What is it? That vehicle moving along the road. It looks like a trap. If that's her trap, she must be making for the earlier train. Well, then she'll be past Charlington Hall before we can reach it. Exactly. And if she's in any danger, that's where it's going to strike. Come on! Holmes will never do it. No, I'm afraid not. Oh, fool that I was not to allow for the oh. early train. Well, it'll probably be all right. Nothing's happened to her. The trap hasn't been stopped or anything. Oh, quite true, but... Watson! Huh? Look, the trap's empty. What? It's driverless. She's been abducted, murdered, heaven knows what. Try to stop the horse. Come oh, on! Well. Oh, 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 well done. Well, uh, now? Jump in. We must drive back. Just a minute, Holmes. Here comes our man on his cycle. Stop! Stop there! I don't understand, Holmes. I fancy an explanation is approaching at high speed. You there! Where did you get that horse and track? You're the man we want to see. Where is Miss Violet? That's what I'm asking you. That's her trap. You know where she is. We met the trap on the road, empty. We were about to drive back to help the young lady. Then by heaven, it means they've got her. What? Quickly. We must drive down to Charlington Hall as fast as we can go. Yes. We'll leave the trap here, or they'll be ready for us. We can make our way through the shrubbery. All right. Lead on. Let me see his head. Mm, 
No, no, not serious, anyway. Yes, you come round soon. Then come on, gentlemen. We may still be in time to save her, but hurry! This way. This way. There they are. And that beast, Woodley. And what's happening? There's a clergyman talking to him. Well, don't you see? Great heavens, he's bound and gagged. Quickly, Watson! Stop that! <laughs> well done, Williamson, just in time. Well, well. Bob Carruthers in his false beard. Woodley. You can take it off, Bob. You and your pals have just come in time to be introduced to Mrs. Woodley. Woodley, I told you what I'd do if you molested this woman, even if I had to swing for it. You're too late. She's my wife. No, she's your widow. Holmes, the button, he's armed too. Enough of this. Williamson, drop that revolver. Watson, take it from him while I keep him. Here, take the blast, it's Tut, tut. Tut, Williamson, clergyman, shouldn't swear. Now, Mr. Carruthers, I'll have your revolver too, if you please. Not on your life. Who are you, anyway? My name is Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock? Oh, good Lord. Hand it over, please. Here. Here you are. Watson, see what you can do for Woodley, and then release Miss Smith. Right, Holmes. Now, all of you, listen to me. I will represent the official police until they can be summoned. I detain you all under my personal custody. Woodley will live, Holmes. And uh, now I'll see to Miss Smith. What are you telling me? That girl, that angel, is to be tied to roaring Jack Woodley for life. You needn't concern yourself about that, Mr. Carruthers. We're very safe in questioning Mr. Williamson's right to solemnize any marriage. In any case, a forced marriage is no marriage at all. It's a very serious felony, as you'll discover. Oh, suit yourself. You'll have time to think the point over during the next ten years or so, I don't think. Ah. As for you, Carruthers, you'd have done better to have kept your pistol in your pocket. Yes, I begin to think so. But I loved her, Mr. Holmes. It's the only time I've ever known what love was. You'd hardly credit it, but ever since she's been in my employment, I've never let her go past this house once without following her on my bicycle. To see that she came to no harm from that brute. Oh, so that was why. Well, Miss Smith's all right, Holmes. <clears throat> I told her to sit down and rest. Splendid, Watson. Carruthers, why did you not simply tell Miss Smith of the danger? Because she might have left my house for good. Do you call that love, Mr. Carruthers? I should call it selfishness. Maybe the two things go together. Anyway, I couldn't bear to let her go. And then when the cable came, I, I knew they were bound to act immediately. What cable? Carruthers, you can bleat about the girl to your heart's content. But if you squeal, I'm Your reverence you. need not be so excited. The case is clear enough against you. He's bluffing, Carruthers. I'll do the talking, Williamson. And then you will see how far you have a chance of holding back your secret. Gah! In the first place, the three of you came together from South Africa on this game. You, Williamson, you, Carruthers, and Woodley there. Lie number one. I never saw either of them until a couple of months ago. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, Mr. Busybody Holmes. So, his reverence is our own homemade article. But you, Carruthers, and Woodley came over from South Africa. You'd known Ralph Smith there. You had reason to believe he wouldn't live long. You found out that his niece would inherit his fortune. It, it's true. Your plan was that one of you should marry her and the other should share the plunder. For some reason, they were chosen for the husband. Now, why was this? We played cards for her on the voyage over. He won. Well, really. I see. You got the young lady into your service, and Woodley came to court her. 
<laughs> she saw what a drunken brute he was and would have nothing to do with him. Meanwhile, your arrangement was rather upset by your having fallen in love with her yourself. You could no longer bear the idea of that ruffian owning her. No, by George, I couldn't. You quarreled. He left you in a rage and began to make his own plans independently with Williamson. You see, Williamson, he knows it all without my telling him. Gah. Yes, Mr. Holmes, that was when he picked up with this so-called padre. They set up house here, and as I told you, I was fearful they might waylay Miss Smith if she cycled past. So I kept following her as far as these grounds. And then two days ago, Woodley brought a cable to show me. Telling you that Ralph Smith was dead at last and reminding you to keep your part in the bargain. Just that. You refused? Well, of course. So he asked me to marry the girl myself and give him a share of her money. I I said I'd do that willingly, but that she wouldn't have me. He said, let's get her married first, and after a week or two, she may see things a bit different. Mr. Carruthers, you had a share in an evil plot. I'm aware of that, sir. However... I think you've done what you could to make amends. And if my evidence can be of help to you in your trial, it shall be at your disposal. Thank you, Mr. Holmes. Oh, but there she is. Uh, Violet, uh, Miss Smith. Yes, Mr. Carruthers? In the first place, I wronged you deeply. I hope you will find it possible to forgive me. I have done so, sir. You did all you could to rescue me from these... these things. I forgive you. And now, Miss Smith, if you are sufficiently recovered, my friend Dr. Watson will be happy to escort you back to town. <laughs> I'll do that with joy. <laughs> and if, in your medical opinion, uh, Miss Smith should seem not quite convalescent, my dear Watson, mm -hmm. uh, might I suggest that a telegram to a certain young electrician in the Midlands would probably complete the <laughs> the case of the solitary cyclist was one of the Sherlock Holmes stories by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. My name, my, my real name is Norman Shelley. My friend Carlton Hobbs played Sherlock Holmes, and I was Dr. Watson. Michael Hardwick wrote our script for this BBC production from London. I look forward to the pleasure of your company again soon for more of the adventures of Sherlock Holmes.